Oh, the left hand flush. It's time. Live. Oh, my goodness. In the entertainment capital of the world. Bring your lunch. It's the T.C. Martin Show. With a flex of the muscles. Diagnosis. Look at that. Oh, my goodness. Prognosis. So he does a lot of things out on the floor, including dunk. Osmosis. Wow. He can really bounce off the floor. It's the doctor. <laughs> Friday to each and every one of you, and thank you for joining us here live at the Westgate Las Vegas Inside the World Famous Superbook. It's a Friday, so you know what that means. Yes, we are here in the house today previewing the Vegas Golden Knights, Florida Panthers, getting ready for game number one of the Stanley Cup Finals coming your way tomorrow. Opening at home here at the Fortress. Looking forward to being out there and uh, seeing if the Golden Knights can do what they couldn't do six years ago in their inaugural season, and that is win the Stanley Cup, and they are the favorites to do so. We will talk about that today with our good friend John Murray, the sportsbook director here at the world-famous Superbook, and, of course, Marco D'Angelo in the house. Marco, what is happening, my man? Busy weekend, busy weekend. NBA uh, finals, we got Stanley Cup finals, and baseball Next week we got Belmont. We got everything. College baseball in full swing. You just mentioned the Belmont next week. We know that the Belmont doesn't mean anything. Didn't we come to that uh, conclusion last week? We we did. But as as a horse racing fan, it is still a triple crown race, and it's actually going to be a better race. I think uh, you know with the horses we're going to have, it's going to be more competitive than what we've seen in the Derby and the Preakness. All right, we've also got uh, our NBA Finals recap of game number one last night. We will dive into that as well. And then a look ahead to the game number two, which will uh, take place on Sunday. No travel, but of course, uh, the NBA wants to maximize that Sunday time slot. And a lot of people think, well, the NHL Finals on Saturday, then NBA Final is on, on Sunday. That may have something to do with it. But, uh, you know, the NBA really isn't concerned about the NHL, but they want to have that Sunday slot and they want to kind of have that standalone game as well on Thursday. A lot of people say, well, why didn't they just start Friday? Well, because more people are in front of their televisions on Thursday night than they are Friday night. So that's why you have the Thursday-Sunday routine. We've seen this before with NBA Finals where we've seen this kind of spread out uh, situation. So we've got that. So all of that to talk about today and a whole lot more. Major League Baseball, we will dive into that uh, today as well and give you our daily Oakland A's update today. We'll do that for you, but not quite just yet. And um, and also talk about a very special anniversary today, and not really for the the good kind in Major League Baseball. We'll talk about that, and we've got some pretty interesting baseball matchups. We'll dive into that in hour number two as well. But glad to have everyone with us here, our Friday home at the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. And Happy Donut Day to you, Marco D'Angelo, and Nunchuck back in the studio. Yeah. Thank you. Good holiday. Good holiday. Uh, did you know that it was National Donut? You, you guys actually knew it was National Donut Day. I did Day. know. Look at this physique. Did you think I would not know? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got donuts delivered today um, from a, a loyal listener. So thank you very much for the, the donuts, the pink box donuts from uh, a loyal listener. And, and delivered to us uh, on set here at the Westgate. And everyone's walking by, and I've already had to slap two people's hands because, don't touch the donuts! <laughs> have you tried any of them yet? I have not uh, dove into the donuts uh, as of yet because they were just delivered right before we were going on the air. So We might need a live on-air review. <laughs> We've done that before, haven't we? We have. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, Marco, you're not going to be shy. I know you'll dive into some donuts. Yeah, you looked at the donuts and go, where's the glaze? You've obviously <laughs> never been to Pink Box before. Pink Box doesn't have a have a glaze or a cinnamon roll? Are you talking about the Pink Pink Box is the, the bougie of all donuts? In Vegas it is. Is yeah. that the dealio? Yeah. I think they, I've... They started with one one store out on uh, Lake Mead Boulevard, and uh, now they're, uh, they're all over the place. All right. Well, uh, appreciate uh, the loyal listener for delivering 
the uh, the pink box uh, today. I greatly appreciate that. On National Donut Day, every day is uh, some type of national holiday. It's just another way to promote. Yeah. It's all about promoting and making money. <laughs> so good you'll lick the box. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty good uh, catchphrase or a slogan, don't you think? For a company of that name, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Marco, the, the name of the company is Pink Box because they deliver the donuts in pink boxes. I know. All right. So, you know, you could take uh, one or two home and maybe you can get some licking action in. How's that? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll tell you a story off air. <laughs> Oh, don't do that. I'm sure our listeners want to hear all about it, my friend. All right, let's start with the NBA Finals. Last night, the Denver Nuggets defeat the Miami Heat 104-93. to They led wire to wire, led for all of about 34 seconds of this game. The Nuggets led by as many as 24 points. Uh, Nikola Jokic, fantastic, 27 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Aaron Gordon, 16 points. Michael Porter Jr., 14 points. People were worried about the rust factor. Is the you know the the Nuggets with the 10-day layoff because they clinched so early after sweeping the LA Lakers in the Western Conference Final. Uh, then you had you know Miami obviously going to that grueling seven-game series against the Boston Celtics, where they concluded that on Monday, and then uh, flew uh, directly uh, to Denver. Bottom line is. Denver looked fantastic. Denver looked no different last night than what Denver has looked for the majority of this entire regular season and during the course of the NBA playoffs as well. This team has been phenomenal at home. We've talked about it over and over again. They now improve to 9-0 and at home in the postseason. 43-7 and if you combine the regular season and, and the playoffs. But uh, you know, a lot of different angles you know, to this game. And I know that the line kept shooting up and up, Marco closed at Denver minus nine and I thought long and hard about this as as you know I've, I've been on both of these teams during the course of, of this run and I really like Miami and I think you know eventually you know this will be a series but I wanted to to just kind of stick with what I've known all the time when it comes to handicapping these type of situations I love going against the team that went through a grueling seven game series especially on the road, that like, whew, okay, you had that great moment. You, There's no way you're going to be able to match it. You automatically have the letdown, especially against a rested team. And I know a lot of people buy into that theory, and but some people were kind of taken back by that theory because, well, the Nuggets were off so long. And, you know, okay, it's okay if you're off four or five days, but if you're off ten days, throw that out the window. Uh, so I did. I went back to that last night. And... Um, Got involved in Denver. Of course, I did it on a teaser. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, lane nine, I really wasn't that worried about it. Our good friend Scott Spritzer was on that last night as well, too. Lane the nine, it, it, it made sense for this situation. But just because Denver rolled to a double-digit victory, I'm still not saying that this is going to be a sweep or it's not going to be that. Miami's going to win their games. But this was a perfect scenario, I felt, for the Nuggets to win game number one. It played out that way. What did you do with the game? Yeah, I didn't do anything uh, with the clients last night on the game because the line just kept going up and up and up. And everybody was thinking the same way as far as Denver in the huge advantage. Now, one of the things about Denver is, as good as Denver's been all year, they've lacked a little bit of respect, I think, in the series that they've been in, especially the last one against the Lakers. Everybody was giving the Lakers, you know, a lot of love in that one, and LeBron and, you know, the experience factor. But this is a team that's deep. And to throw in another angle uh, where you talk about, you know, rest versus rust, and then is Miami going to be tired? They not only had to go from that grueling series, they had to go play in the altitude. That's another factor, you know, that went into it. So, Personally, I did just a couple, you know, some fun bets, uh, hooked up a couple uh, money line parlays with Denver last night, and uh, I'll have a couple more on Sunday. I know a lot of people are going to look to come back uh, with Miami in game two, but we've talked about it all through these playoffs, and man, have they been, it's been good. I don't want that road team in game two of the playoffs. It's, it's been a dominant angle for the last five years in the NBA, and until it reverses itself, you know, I've 
you got to look at it and ride it. Now, granted, there'll be a lot of people that'll go zigzag uh, theory and expect Miami to bounce back just because they're a good dog and the fact that everybody thinks this is going to be a deep series. I am going to be one of those guys that do that. And, and, and the reason being, um, for everything you said, Miami's a solid team. You know, Miami came into this series winning game number one on the road as a decisive underdog in every one of these series. You go to Milwaukee, they won game one on the road. They go to New York against the Knicks, which I just felt they were a better team. Uh, they beat them in the Garden on the road. And in the Boston series in the Eastern Conference Final, they win game one on the road. Denver's a different beast. Okay. The home record, which I talked about, the altitude, like we've talked about all week, and then the fact is that the Denver Nuggets are the number one seed and clearly the best team in the West. And you can probably make the argument the, the best team you know, you know, know, in the entire postseason this year. Uh, so not surprised there. But I will take Miami in game two because you're going to be getting just as much value. As we normally see, we usually see a team that is – favored by this, and then the line is brought down a little bit. So it's really right around the same spot, eight and a half, even though it closed at nine. But let's remember, this game one opened at minus eight. So it's it's right there. They haven't made that adjustment like, okay, for the bounce back theory, the zigzag that, uh, you know, Miami, you know, we're, 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 we're going to take that into account and we're going to lower the line. I thought the line might come down. It might be like seven and a half or something like that. But nope, they, they stuck at eight and a half. It'll probably... You know, maybe it'll end up at nine again, but here's why I like Miami because you've got the extra day rest as well. Like we mentioned, the Thursday through the Sunday, you have more of that time to get acclimated to the altitude, but more importantly, you've got that extra day to really focus in, figure out what you did wrong, get that body right, and Miami has shown that they are used to backs against the wall mentality. So I think they come in, I think they cover. The eight and a half on Sunday in game two would not surprise me if they win the game outright. You can get plus 300 on that. And the reason why I say that is because that's what they've done in covered double digit sp- spreads or, or near double digit spreads in every time they've been uh, on the road in this series. And they've won games outright. So for me, it's a great value play. They're going to be rested. They're going to be better. They are not going to be so reliant on the three. They're not going to shoot a poor percentage from the field and from three like they did last night. You're not going to get their stars. They're turning in just bad shooting performances. That's not going to happen. Everything suggested that was going to happen last night. But with a team like this that is that good, it's not going to repeat itself. Miami is going to win some games in this series. And you know what, Marco? It might be just one of these games, and this is what I was thinking before the series started. This is a home home team series. So Denver may win tomorrow night. I'll still take my shot with Miami in, in, in covering the number, but Den- but Miami's going to win some games at home. And it wouldn't surprise me this thing is 2-2 after 4. Yeah, I know a lot of guys, <clears throat> there's different props out there that you can play if you don't want to play. You know, Denver was a pretty sizable favorite, so there's different things that you can try to do. You can do a uh, point spread on the series. Like, you can lay minus one and a half games. is a different way uh, to bet something. You can bet over, under on number of games, and the number was five and a half. Do you think it's going to go over, under? And a lot of people were taking the over, so they're obviously expecting six or seven games. And I can see that, but you know what? I look at this, and coming in, I didn't want to lay the big price with Denver for the series. This is, I think, a bad matchup for Miami. As good as they've played, let's remember the teams that they did beat to get here. You talked about the Knicks. The Knicks, that was, you know, that wasn't a good matchup. No, but they, but they knocked out the number one and two seeds, though. They did. <laughs> but what did we do the whole playoffs? Didn't we bash Boston every round? Okay, Boston did not play well this entire postseason. Whether they were the number one seed or not, they didn't play good. Denver has not not played bad. Okay, they have not. They haven't played those couple bad games like everybody else has in his playoffs. This is a team. I said it all along. They were the best team all year. They were the best team coming into the playoffs, and they kind of were a little bit disrespected. Everybody was on the Golden State bandwagon. Oh, end of the season, we're we're healthy. Look out. Oh, LeBron, we made those last-minute moves at the trade deadline, and we got AD and LeBron. Everybody was drinking that Kool-Aid, and 
you know, just disrespecting Denver, in my opinion. Uh, does it go six? I could see that, but I see it four. If it goes six, I see it four two Denver. This could end up a five game series. It very e- easily could. But I think you're going to get a good read after Sunday to see because there's no excuse for Miami not to show up in this game because, like I said, they have shown up every game, especially on the road when they've been disrespected. And remember, that attitude of theirs that, hey, we are not going to look past anything. We're not going to get excited. We're going to never get too high. We're never going to get too low. And that's the way Miami's been. They're going to show up on Sunday. They're going to show up. But the question is, are they going to shoot the ball better? Are they going to have an answer for Jokic? That's that's the, the, the big question. And like you said, a lot of people think what you think, that it's a bad matchup for the Miami Heat. We've been hearing that, again, against Milwaukee, that Giannis was going to have his way. We heard the exact same thing with, with Jason Tatum, was going to have his way, and Boston's too deep. They shoot the three too well, this and that. Hey, Miami's just showed up and worked. They're not going to stop now just because they're down one game to none. And as bad as they played last night, they still had some opportunity, maybe not to win the game. They cut it to, to six and eight a couple of different times. But they were one three-pointer, one layup in the final 25 seconds of that game last night of covering, and, and our tag team partner, Scott Spicer, was pretty worried about it. Yeah, I mean, that was the most misleading 11-point win yeah. because Denver was in total control until somehow at the end of the game you you were sweating the final minute yeah. of that game. But I think that, and you talked about that they brought the line out at eight and a half. Is it going to go to nine or is it going to go to eight? The public, John Q. Public, I always talk about them, they have not bet yet. They're not betting until Sunday, okay? Maybe the, some sharps come in, you know, and they're going to grab that opening number if they have a strong opinion. But I can guarantee you, the average guys that are going to be walking into this sports book and betting on Sunday, that's the day they do it because they don't want to tie their money up until Sunday. Right. They're doing it the day of. And the sound bite that people are going to hear is all the talking heads. Well, we expect to dis Miami coming off that grueling series. That's the narrative. Yeah. That's what everybody's selling. And they're going to be better and rested. Well, you know what? <laughs> All of the rust, if there was any for Denver, is gone now, too. They're going to be better, too, my friend. I just, I, if you collapse and, and try to stop the Joker, he dishes the ball so. I haven't seen a big guy that gets the assist the way he does. And they go four deep on who can score. You know, Jimmy Butler didn't score a lot of points last night, but they had more of a balance offensively. This is one of those. You know, they need more from Jimmy. But if Jimmy gives them more, is that better or less? Because the other guys aren't involved. And I think the only chance they have is they got to have everybody involved on Miami scoring-wise. Jimmy Butler can't carry the whole team by himself. But I liked what I saw last night from Denver. And at times, it looked like Miami was going to get totally run out of the building. And then it got close at the end. Uh, This is a team that uh, it's theirs to lose. And when we talk about how deep the series is going to go, how many times do we say it? It's a cliche, but it's absolutely true. It's not a series until the home team loses. Mm-hmm. This is what's expected. You know, and I love when there's such such an adjustment on the series price after game one. Unless the road team steals it, mm-hmm. it is what it should have been. It, you shouldn't have the adjustment just because the home team won. That's what they were supposed to do. You look at the prior game twos of Denver's road to get here, and... They all had game one blowout victories pretty much in every one of those series. When you go to talk about the Lakers in Phoenix and um, in, in Minnesota. But in every one of those game twos, th- those were close games. Okay, They were close games. And again, I, I just think you know Miami is better than those teams. And again, with that extra day's rest, which is going to be, I think, huge... Again, I believe Denver's going to win the series. But and you talk about which way people are going to bet. Okay, you're thinking that people are going to come in, they're going to take those points. You know, like you said, everyone's going to come here on Sunday, John Q. Public. They love the favorite. Okay? They were betting the, the favorite. The Sharps were betting the favorite last night. The public was betting the favorite last night. That's why that line just kept 
going up and up and up. And everyone just says, okay, I, I don't care. I don't care if it's eight. I don't care if it's eight and a half. I don't care if it's nine. I'm betting that. And as you know, the, the Janet Jackson theory, as I like to say, yeah. people remember the last thing they saw. What have you done for me lately? And I think there's going to be a lot of Denver money that's going to be out there, including yours, it sounds like. And I'm just saying, if there was a nice golden spot, it's there for Miami for those reasons I said, in just the exact same way it was a beautiful spot for Denver in game one. I don't want to disagree with you, but I'm going to. The public's going to look at that game last night, and for all of the negative reasons... public's not betting eight seeds. They're not betting underdogs. You know that. They're looking and say everything was against Miami Unless you think the number's too high. And they're, no, they're going to say they almost covered. They're, they're not looking at the whole body of work. They're looking at the end of the game, what they saw at the end, and Miami was one shot away from covering that spread, and that was an absolute negative situation for them last night. I think when we get to Sunday, you're going to be surprised on how many more Miami bets that are going to be coming in. It, that does not surprise me because that's, that's where I'm going to be on it. I'll be on my plus 14 and a half. I already am. I already am. Now, see, you don't, you don't like Miami plus 14 and a half on a okay, teaser? Come now, on. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you. All right. If you feel that everybody's going to bet Denver, like you're no, saying. No, 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 no. I did not say that. No, I said there is going to be a fraction of the people that are going to go to the window and bet the favorite, bet Denver, because of what they saw last and because they're 9-0 and in the playoffs and they're 43-7 and overall regular season and postseason at home and just feel like they have the best home court advantage. I'm saying, what I'm saying is you're going to get good two-way action. That's what I'm thinking. And, and, see, and we'll see what John says when he, when he joins us. But again, I'm going to be on Miami. Yes, a lot of people are going to have that, that same mindset as well, too. Because they, as, as bad as, as they played, they did nearly cover. But and there was every reason for them not to cover and to get blown out last night, which they did. Where I was going with that is okay. if, if you think there's more of a chance that this line goes to nine than it goes to eight, should have waited. You know, waited closer to game day to make the teaser to get that extra. I thought about that, but I, I want to incorporate it on on a game tonight. So yeah. there, so there you go. There you go. So <laughs> take advantage. You can probably figure which way I'm. Oh, gee. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. going with that. Oh, you know, my. You know, I, I can't but, figure it out. Okay, because <laughs> a teaser you can only tease in basketball, and there's there's only you know so many games in basketball tonight. Yeah, I wonder yeah. where you're at. There's only two leagues. Yeah, am I betting the international league? Oh, that, 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 that's that's not going right. <laughs> Den, uh, Miami shot two free throws last night. A record, an NBA Finals record, where you only attempt two free throws. Reasoning being, you're not getting inside. You're settling for jumpers. Some people will say, oh, okay, this team was just out of sorts. They're fatigued. Refused to get the ball inside. Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra said, we're going to make those adjustments. You're going to see a different Miami team. And I believe... We will, but they were two for two at the free throw line, and the two for two came from the reserves. <laughs> Your starters did not go to the free throw line. How crazy is that? It you know you want to say you know a little home cooking, but like you said, it was the the style that they played. When you're settling for outside shots and jumpers, you're not going to get to the foul line. We saw that in the Golden State Lakers series, where you know the conspiracy theory was everybody was trying to get the Lakers to the next round, but Golden State wasn't driving the basketball. They were settling for threes, and you know what happens if you don't make threes. You're you know, and you're you're not getting rebounds. It's going to be a long game, and that's what happened to Boston, and why they're not in the playoffs anymore. Miami, like, Miami reverted to Boston. They did. <laughs> they like a, they spent seven games with those guys, and oh, okay, now now we're turning to Boston. I'm, yeah, big mistake. I'm going to take a long hard look at. Uh, the total tomorrow because it went under last night and I think a lot of that had to do I always say tired teams don't play defense but when you're settling for outside shots mm -hmm. tired teams don't have legs right and jump sharks are not falling if you have you, you, you don't have your legs I think you're going to see a quicker tempo and because Denver really controlled the game last night they really didn't have to push things because right. the game was never really in doubt mm -hmm. so I think you're going to see a totally different game and with that said I might do a little zigzag total wise and I'm going to look to the over on Sunday 
Look to the over. Hmm. 219 and a half. Big adjustment from the first game they're down. It's I think it's at 214 and a half now. Yeah, right, right. Jimmy Butler, 13 points last night. But listen to the, these numbers. I mean, you had Caleb Martin with three points. The guy that was nearly the MVP or co-MVP of the Eastern Conference Finals, where he had 26, Butler had 28 in that game seven against the Celtics. He's one for seven from the floor last night. You've got Max Strauss, 0 for 10. Did not score. Again, that's every excuse to, for that to happen last night. Okay. And they were just downright bad. But I will say this from a positive side for Miami. Ben Adebayo had 26 points. He was carrying the team last night. He had he had thirteen he had uh, he was thirteen for twenty five from the floor, but he also had thirteen rebounds and five assists. And then Haywood Highsmith, we talked oh, we talked this week about okay where can they get some help? Who who is going to be the big guy or somebody that helps them? Is it going to be Kevin Love? Is it going to be uh, the guy from Turkey coming in to help them out? You know who is that going to be? It was Highsmith last night with eighteen points. So that's a good sign if you do like Miami. He's been on the back of a milk carton. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if they have a sighting for, for him to get those points. So Spolster hasn't inserted him, hasn't played him really at all. So that was, a, but again, that was because Butler wasn't doing the scoring. If you're trying to take Butler out of the, out of the action and you have to dish it to other people, it, you know, it gives them more balance. And I think that's the way they have to win, but we will see. And, you know, Joker last night, uh, you know, he was a bigger player dishing the ball. I mean, he made every if they if they tried to collapse on him, you know, and somebody's getting an easy look, and then when you got a big guy that can step back and drop a three, that's who he is. The I mean, way that's, he that's why he's, he should have been the MVP for the third consecutive year because of that. That's what, he, that's what he's done. I mean, that's, that's his game. He's, he's phenomenal. But he gives you such nightmares defensively because what do you do? Hmm. If, if you're drawing it up and you're going to the chalkboard, do you want to try to limit him and let him, you know, just dish it off to everybody else now and hope that those guys have an off night? Hmm. When you got four guys that can score as well as Denver does, man, that makes, makes things a lot easier when you're doing the X's and O's. Right. And Miami's got to make the adjustments. And we talked about this this week, you know, um, when Paul McKeskey was in here and, the, and, and then Bill Cartwright as well, too, saying you've got to put some bodies on this guy and you've got to actually have one of your guys almost kind of that sacrificial lamb. He's going to pick up a few fouls and pick Jokic up like at half court. Just pick him up, body him up a little bit, this and that, just to, just to throw him off a little bit. Like I said, there was none of that last night. He had free reign to do whatever he wants. you know. And again, the triple-double for a guy who made his first appearance in an NBA Finals game to have a triple-double. You know there's only two guys that have done that. And the other was Jason Kidd back in 2002 when he played for the Nets. That's, uh, that's phenomenal. There's only two guys, and one of those is a seven-footer in Jokic. But, yeah, no, he's, he's phenomenal. But you have to disrupt his game, and Miami didn't do that. And you figure that Spolstra is going to be smart enough. And, again, yeah, they didn't have enough time to, to put a decent scout, you know, on him and then travel and the altitude and all that stuff. That's why I said, you know, that it made perfect sense. And I'm not into, uh, you, know, you know, laying nearly double digits, you know, normally, especially in the finals. But last night... I didn't really have a problem doing it because it was the perfect situation. But now looking ahead, I just think that we are going to see um, we're we're going to see some pretty good basketball from the Miami Heat because they can't play any worse. And these numbers that we just talked about and that effort that we saw—I'm not saying a bad effort; it wasn't. But it, again, I'm, I'm willing to give them a pass. I'm willing to give them an excuse. But it, it's it, it's not going to be like that. And when the series shifts, shifts back to Miami, Miami's going to—they're going to show up. Because Denver, we have seen Denver on the road during the course of not only this postseason, but you know, going back to the regular season, they're not as good a team at home. I mean, they're on the road as they are at home too. So Miami's still going to have their opportunities. And again, until the home team loses, it's it's right. You know, it's not a series. So right. uh, if it goes according to to the way it's supposed to be, we're looking at Denver in seven. Mm-hmm. But I, 
I just think that they're they're too good. I don't see me. I don't see Miami winning this series. To me, it's just a question of it's if it's going to be five, six, or seven. I games. agree. Denver's the better team. It's their year. Um, you know, again, last night, not a surprise at all. They are the better team. Uh, will it? I'm just saying. I, I don't. I'm not thinking it's a sweep, or even five. I'm thinking more six or seven. We'll see what happens. But uh, I was just warning people: don't get caught up. Just because you saw a blowout last night, uh, especially with his team. All right, we come back. John Murray's going to join us, and the executive director of the, uh, the the Super Book here. We'll talk to him about that. We got VGK on our mind because we are a little bit more than 24 hours away from Game One of the Stanley Cup Finals, circa back to 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're looking forward to that, where the Golden Knights are the favorite in this series. So we'll talk about that. We'll handicap that. We've got some baseball to talk about next hour as well. Glad to have everyone with us here live at the Superbook inside the Westgate Las Vegas. Hi, this is Lonnie Jordan from the band War, and you are listening to T.C. Martin. And now I forgot what he told me to tell you. He's lying to you all. He's lying. A little Lonnie Jordan, a little war. Oh, yeah. Feeling good here on a Friday on National Donut Day. And Marco D'Angelo just can't. Keep his hands off the donuts. That's okay. You can take a couple home, my friend. Totally fine. You know? John Murray joins us now. He knew it was National Donut Day. Guess everybody knew. Except you. Except me. There you go. <laughs> the only foodie didn't know this. The only foodie. I like me some donuts, though. No doubt about it. John, what is happening, my friend? Not much, guys. Uh, ready for tomorrow. I don't ready believe for, you. What do you mean not much? I mean, I think everything's happening. Every every I, day is so busy, they're all just kind of the same. They'll kind of run run together. Uh, right? But, yeah, the Stanley Cup Finals tomorrow. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. That's Are you good. attending? No, no. I'm not going to. I'll try to go to game five. Okay. Uh, the ticket prices are pretty cheap, man. Or pretty expensive. Excuse okay. Me. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I can't afford to do that. Marco, you going? I might look at later in the series, but I'm not going to one or two. Well, I think game five is going to be the play, but then if the Knights are up three games to one, yeah. then it won't won't work out. But mm-hmm. game one's too. Game one Saturday night, it's too much. Too much, huh? It's too much. All right, let's uh, talk about uh, where the money's going. All that uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. The Golden Knights back to the finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, you've been around here long enough, and Marco has as well too. I've been saying just during this whole playoff run, I just, it's kind of deja vu. And even though the Golden Knights were not the number one seed in you know the 2017-2018 season, they were a phenomenal uh, story and an underdog. And you were I playing they against were the number one seed. You know they weren't. You were playing against. They were in the West. They were in the West. In, in 18, you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, they were they but they still were an underdog to oh okay, yeah they were, in Washington. We, I just yeah. remember that because we lost yeah. so much money on them winning the Pacific Division. Yeah, right. We Shocking. Got yeah. Blasted on that. And that right. was like the worst thing of all. Was how much we lost on the division. It, it would have been little, worse if they would have won the yeah. whole well, thing. Yeah, because they, you yeah, had all those they did. Yeah. But like the thing that we actually paid out the most money on, I'm pretty sure was the division. Yeah. We also had a prop that they'd be ten to one to make the playoffs. We got crushed on that. For whatever reason, the conference, we did lose, obviously. Hmm. But it didn't, less people were betting the conference. I think they were betting the playoffs because that was like something that they thought could potentially win. Hmm. And then the Stanley Cup because they thought it could be like a a token, a memento. Yeah. Uh, They they didn't bet the conference too hard. Okay. So does this Golden Knights run in this postseason as we approach game one of the Stanley Cup finals at T Mobile Arena? Is there a resemblance to six years ago? Not betting-wise. Betting-wise is not even close. Uh, if you remember that season, early in the year, they were winning every home game. And every home game, we would just get flooded with VGK money. And whenever they covered the, the puck line, the goal line, we would just get buried. That is that is not as bad as it was five years ago. Uh, no, it really, it's totally different, I think. Uh, the betting... Now that they're not this huge long shot anymore, the liabilities aren't there, the public money is not there as much. People are not as quick to bet on a team at ten to one as they were at five hundred to one. The the general pu- <laughs> yeah. the general pump. And for the most part, this entire playoffs, we talked about it with Jay last week. The Sharps power rankings 
always had Vegas a, a notch below in all of these yes. series leading up in here. So yeah, the sure. Sharps were taking the other side. So actually, you know, that had to help to some degree. But if you seriously look at it, I know Florida beat Boston, who was the number one. But after that, their road was much easier sure. than the road that the Knights took. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with that. But you got to give Florida some credit. I mean, they sweeping Carolina was pretty impressive. Right. And they, I think they beat Toronto 4-1. Yeah. They did. They beat them in five. And, VGK yeah. had a tougher road, to yeah. your point. But uh, th- let's, not, let's not write them off for going through Boston, Toronto, and Carolina. And the last two series, like a buzzsaw. Pretty the, impressive. The goaltending for yes. Florida has been absolute. I, I mean, mm-hmm. can he continue that going into this series? Mm-hmm. This will be the best offense, offensive mm-hmm. team that they faced. I sure. know Boston was good, but... We got all four lines. There's there's no real soft spot on this, this team. It's just like great, good, all right, and okay. Most teams don't get past their se- you know their second line and into the third. We saw that in the Edmonton series, and we saw it at the beginning of the Dallas series. The first few games, they weren't getting anything other than their top line. But on the flip side of that, the Golden Knights have not faced anybody like Barofsky. Right Nobody. Now, no. I mean, you know, Winnipeg. Edmonton and Dallas with Ottinger, forget yeah. about it. And this guy has the the ability to to carry this team on his shoulders. I mean, this guy's a pro. I mean, he's been around. We, you know, uh, you know, two time award winner. I mean, this this guy's the best that they've seen. And you know, he's he's well rested. They're ready to go. And I'm with you, John. I've been saying, Florida's no joke. And so many fans out there, and even media people, are, are, are thinking that they're already planning the parade. <laughs> you know, you know, for for Las Vegas Boulevard. You know, kind of like what the Aces did last year, and they go, oh, okay, now this is it. This is the night. Sir, granted, they got home ice advantage, but Florida, you know, they just have that mindset that uh, hey, us against the world mentality. They got a great coach. They got a great, uh, you know, uh, uh, goaltender. You got uh, Kachuk. I mean, goalie is the one yeah. one guy on a team that can steal a series. Mm-hmm. Sure, and he is he has played yeah. unbelievable. And the Knights won what two the first two games of the Dallas series in overtime. Yeah, uh, that's and Florida did the same thing, but uh, it just there's a very fine line in the NHL, uh, and the the fact that the series price is Knights minus one thirty, that should tell you all you need to know. We talked right. about this before the first round. I talked about how. Look at how Boston is only like a $3 favorite against right. Florida. Yeah. NHL series, anything can happen. Yeah. Florida wouldn't have even made the playoffs if it hadn't been for Marco's team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> gifting them look. a spot, and now here they are getting ready to play in the Stanley Cup final. Hmm. It just shows you the the NHL is not like the NBA. It doesn't have that separation. Hmm. And Absolutely agree. Anything could happen in the series. Yeah. And sure, could Bobrovsky steal the series? Yes, he could. Yeah. And they're only, me at all. they're only two years removed from having the best record in hockey. You go back right. to the, the yeah. season before, I know. you know, so, yeah, did people expect them to be here? No. And, unfortunately, Penguins losing to Detroit and in Chicago, right? in Chicago yeah. on the final two games <laughs> of the season. They controlled their, their own destiny. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't go well. Or well, the Penguins would be here right now. Yeah. Or it'd be Penguins nights. No, right? Penguins would have lost yeah. to Boston. I would have got swept. First right? round, no, no question about that. But it broke that long streak that the Penguins had. The uh, Golden Knights, a dollar thirty favorite uh, here in the series. Mm-hmm. What kind of money are you seeing on that? Seeing a decent amount of Florida money. You know, yeah. like I think Jay said it last week on the show, but we're seeing it for this round. I mean, we're seeing people betting against VGK. We took a lot of money on the Stars series price in the Western Finals, and Edmonton was like our biggest future liability in the Western Conference. So the players are not shying about going against VGK right now. I'm not sure why that is, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. There's uh, we're, Look, we're going to be better if Florida wins. There's more money on VGK, but it's nothing like it was a few years ago, where it was just all Golden Knights all the time. Is that series price a, a little bit short, considering you know the public behind the Golden Knights, the number one seed West facing the eight seed in the East? Wouldn't you think that that number would be a little bit higher for the series? You would think so, but you know we look at the numbers here in Vegas, and then I also keep an eye places far, far away where the numbers at in. Again, the sharps and the guys with you know the analytics just 
don't rate Vegas as high as their record is. They and haven't done it all year. And we don't look at seeding yeah. in hockey much. No. It just it just doesn't really factor in. It really doesn't factor in too much on the NBA side either. But but it does factor in again who has home ice advantage. Yes, it does. And, and I think you know that's really you know where it is. In that's true. Every series, the big question mark has been: Is the Golden Knights goal you know goaltending going to hold up? You know, and we started with Broussois. We know what happened there. And Aiden Hill has been, he's been, I mean, let's face it. He's been the best, the most consistent player. And half of the goals that he's given up in that last series were either off a turnover or a fluky bounce. You know, back of the net, hit, hit somebody, you know, in the back and fall into the, it's been fluky. But can he do that one for one more? And as we said, there's no nobody's going to benefit more from this playoff run than Aiden Hill as a free agent at the end of the season. And we know that uh, the Golden Knights went through five, you know, goalies during this this run. These two teams haven't played each other. You know, the most recent one was in March. You know, three months ago, and then before that, they played in January. Believe it or not, Aiden Hill was in the goalie in both of those games. Which, when I went back to look at this, I was a little bit surprised because you would think it would be, you know. One or the other four guys besides Hill. Exactly. (laughs) And it was Hill. And those two games, you go back to March the 7th, Florida won 2-1. January 12th, the Golden Knights won 4-2. And in that 4-2 win, the Golden Knights, that game really was a a little bit different than the final score indicated. The Golden Knights got three goals in the third period. That had come from behind in that. But yeah, Hill was in in goal in, in, in both those games. Whether that means anything or not it, it helps him it helps the uh, you know the knights or florida now they know what they're shooting against but i think that's one of the most intriguing things that i think that we see too when you know you're talking about the stanley cup finals that you know you, you, there's not that familiarity with that opponent because of the proximity and you know only playing twice during the course of the regular season and two teams that frankly kind of didn't expect to be there right in Mark Stone definitely was not in the second game. I don't know if he was in the I'll first he, game. Yeah, he missed both, from what I remember. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's another you know big. But yeah. I mean, you can't discount how much him coming back has meant. You know, remember after the first game, yeah. everybody was screaming, "Why did they put him in the line?" You know, give the guy a break. Where would they be right now? And mm-hmm. it's again the four lines. We'll see what happens. All right. What about uh, from game number one, John? What are you seeing? We're, you know, just about twenty-four hours away. The Golden Knights are about a dollar thirty-five for dollar thirty-five favorite in game one. Total what five and a half again? We're there. That that magic number. You're going to get a lot of parlays with VGK over the next twenty-four or thirty hours. I think mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll need Florida when the game starts, but mm-hmm. nothing sharp to report side or total. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Most of the money on that mm-hmm. yesterday was all about the basketball game. Yeah. Today has been a little quiet. Tomorrow, everyone's focus is going to shift to the Stanley Cup Final. There you go. John Murray joins us here, the executive director of the Superbook. Let's talk NBA Finals. Denver wins by 11 last night, 104-93. You know, that number came into play at the end last oh, night. Oh, I know it did. <laughs> and, uh, and that was a hell of a play by that kid for, for, for Miami. He did a great job. That yeah. Jovic, great job. Just drove in, just lost the ball out of bounds. Hey, the game's oh, over. There it is. It looked like Denver was ready to do this. Put their hands up oh, and, and, and give them an uncontested one. So, which and Miami was, wasn't going to foul. Exa- yeah, yeah. So it would have been nice to at least get a look at the rim. Yeah. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Gonna do? Are you? Whenever you're watching a game like that, and you know, you got to decide a, a big position on the game like that, and you miss something like that. Are, are you like everybody else? Do you want to? You want to throw a remote at the TV? No, I was a uh, no. You know, because I was at a bar. <laughs> they would have made me pay for it. Yeah, they frown. Uh, they frown on that. But uh, no, I was. Well, you know, in, in those situations, like you just want to look at the. Because my, look, Miami should not have covered. Denver should have covered. Denver right. betters deserve to win. Right. But yeah, it would have been nice for us to get a look at the hoop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just one three pointer for the cover. Well, remember the possession before they the nailed push. a three to yeah. To, yeah. to get it down to that. And like, well, they, ooh, wow. But my, Denver, I think that final score was misleading. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Denver won that game really without breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Miami opened the fourth quarter with an eleven nothing run, and yeah. then Denver put the put the smack down again. I mean, they they, they won that game very very easily. Mm-hmm. It looked like a one seed playing an eight seed. Yeah. And I'm going to guess you had a lot of action on the under. I know a lot of sharps were we, on the under. We last did. Night. There, there was a lot of that, but we, we had a lot of big, big, like house players on Denver 
that was really our swing. We actually need Denver in the futures. So if we could have had Denver win and not cover, that would have been our best-case scenario because we do want Denver to win the series. Uh, but we did have a good amount of total action, but a lot of money on Denver for the game, a lot of Miami first-half money. Yeah. I remember that. It was a lot of Miami plus five-and-a-half first-half. Really good volume. Much better than I thought because I thought with uh, I thought with Boston somehow losing that series that the finals wasn't going to get a ton of handle. Uh, I didn't think Miami-Denver would do the, the business it did last night. So. I, think, I think it's two things. One, it's the NBA Finals and pretty much you know the only game that's happening. Yeah. You know, all these standalone games on, on the uh, in the NBA Finals. But I think the way Miami won and with that other series, the Denver series being over, Miami got so much you know, primetime television, and you watched how they beat Boston as an underdog Mm -hmm. and the way Jimmy Butler played and kind of willing that team. I think Miami became kind of a feel-good story here, and it really kind of brought the public into, hmm, I'm, I'm interested in this series now. And you get, I mean, the way they're playing up Jimmy Buckets, you know, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. that's their selling point for Miami. Question for how much more liability do you guys have in Colorado? With Actually, that you know what? We win. We uh, we win in Colorado on the Nuggets. Seriously? Uh, you know, we, we just, our guys the whole year thought Denver was the best team in the West and Boston was the best team in the East. We thought that from the start to finish, we booked everything accordingly. Uh, Boston versus Denver was an absolute grand slam for us if we could have got it. That's why that game on Monday, I just I couldn't even believe what I was watching. Uh, <laughs> but we've we've talked about it. We've seen it before with this Boston oh, I team, right? I know. And, you know, Miami, like I heard you guys talking a little bit when I walked up on set, Miami's really in a lot of ways been better on the road. Yeah. You know, when, when I don't think Denver's going to have any problem going into Miami. I think they can win those games. I think they'll be favored in those games. I mean, can you, can you believe that Miami beat Boston in the previous round going one and two on their home floor? Right. That doesn't even make that doesn't even seem possible. If if Denver wins tomorrow or Sunday, you're going to get all of the Miami action for Game Three. Oh yeah, Game Three. It'll be like uh, yeah, for sure. They'll all bet. That'll be the one time where Miami won't be like a big underdog. Yeah. If they're down 0-2. They'll be betting first quarter, first half, sure. full game. Mm-hmm. You'll get but people the need to stop us. doing that though, because the, the, the value is gone. The market has adjusted to that. Everyone knows that's coming. But I mean, that, they still people, do it. I know they do. They will. <laughs> John, what about the props situation? And I know that a very popular one is Jokic: total points, yeah. rebounds, and assists. Right. He ends up what with you know over fifty-one and a half. You know, la, you know, la, last night, and that seems like that's kind of the number that's going to be each and every game. Do you get much action on that? We do. We, we, you know, we have all these influencers, media types in, in Colorado and Denver, and they'll send in their request for a bet for us to offer at the Superbook in Colorado, and then they'll do a video for social media that, for us to promote. And I told the guys in, like, the second round, I don't want to see any more Jokic triple-double. <laughs> Just think of something else. Right. You know, you want to do Jokic triple-double? No. <laughs> Come up with another idea. Because it's like it's like the guy gets a triple double without even breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really seen anything quite like him. He he never makes a mistake with the ball. Right. He always does the right thing. He always puts his teammates. I even noticed this one play last night where somebody from Miami missed a really bad long shot, and Jokic was the only guy on the baseline. He could have grabbed the ball. He let it go out of bounds. Like, he didn't even care about getting the rebound. He just stood there, and he just let it go out of bounds. And then he grabbed it and inbounded it. Yeah. And I, I found, like, no one, the, the announcers didn't say anything, but I found that fascinating. Yeah. This guy really doesn't care about no. his stats. He could have, Most players would have grabbed that ball yeah. just to grab a rebound. Right. And he actually let, went like this just to let it go yeah. out of bounds. Team player. He really is. Yeah. He still got his triple-double. <laughs> he, he did. Oh, I know he still got it. But he, he didn't know that at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Two nineteen and a half. You guys talked about the total. You know that was it. You know last night flew under, uh, big time. What do you think uh, happens in game number two? Well, it's hard. To, it's hard to think that Miami could ever shoot that poorly from three again. So, and how I, much of adjustment did you make from this thing going way under two nineteen yeah. and a half for game two? Well, because you don't want to over adjust too much because I, I don't want to overreact too much to one game. But Miami missed a lot of open threes, a lot of really good looks. You know, the game the game was so fast 
Like the game was over at 7:45 last night because there, nobody got to the free throw line. I think that that was a was a fluke. I don't think we'll see that again in the series. Miami's going to make a point to go to the basket in game two, but I just I know the narrative is okay. Miami shot so poorly and they only lost by 11. I think Denver never really hit the gas. I, it looked to me like they were just cruising yeah. along. That's why I'm, like I said, I already told you I'm looking at the over, but I'm also looking at the Denver team total over because they weren't, they did, they, they took their foot off the gas. Oh, the game was did. never in doubt. And as far as the full game total, like you said, they Miami only went to the line twice. Yeah. Okay. They're going to make a con. That's one thing they got to change. They got to get the ball, try to go to the hoop, you know, drive the lane to make things. If it's not there, you can kick it back out, but you got to try to get fouls, and that's going to be points when the clock's not moving, which we did not see last night. Um, I know you guys had to adjust it off of such a lopsided low score, but... Because that's how they're going to bet. From 219 to 214 and a half, that, that's a big adjustment. And, I, and I, I totally agree with you. I think Denver took their foot off the gas. Denver has another gear. Yeah. They didn't need it to win game one. Well, they showed that gear in the first half. They put up yep. 59, mm-hmm. and, you know, they wanted to come out, you know, with that altitude, and they wanted to push the pace, which they're famously, which they do all the time. They're known as a up-tempo team, but you're right, only 45 points in the second half because they were content with playing more against the clock, you know, shuttling bodies in and out, and I think they knew that, you know, they had that game after the big spurt in the third quarter. I wonder a little bit if Jimmy Butler is running out of gas. I mean, he... Yeah. I know that the big narrative is that he carried this team to the finals, and he did carry them through the first few series. But you know, Martin was really uh, equally with him, equally key to their their win in the last round. Butler played really poorly in Game Six on that game on Saturday night in Miami. He did not play well at all last night. I he is 33 years old, which I know because of LeBron, we don't think 33 is old because yeah. LeBron is like an alien from another universe. <laughs> But 33, he does. Jimmy Butler does have a lot of miles on his time. He does. He does. He's played a lot of minutes. And, and that's why I think the game being Sunday, you know, go from Thursday night to True. to Sunday night. I think that bet that's going to help Butler, and that's why I think Miami will will come within that number. That is a good point. That I mean, I think one of the things that really hurt the Lakers against Denver was they played it every other day. Yeah. And you could see in every game that LeBron by the fourth quarter was exhausted. Yeah. And I, the NBA Finals is spaced out. Mm. That does definitely favor Miami. He is John Murray, the executive director of the Superbook. Our boy Corner Gay is uh, on vacation again, or what? He's business? No, no. Where is he? he, he, he I don't, Jay never takes. Uh, this time he's actually on vacation for real. Okay. Usually when he's gone, he's at he's at, he's working, you know. But yeah. this time he's on a golf trip with his friends. Atta boy. This time it's actually a vacation. So. He left. When's your vacation? Uh, I have a family vacation at the end of this month. Okay. Uh, but next week I will be out of town for my buddy's wedding. All right, man. All right, my friend. Then we'll see you in a couple weeks. How's that? Yeah, I'll be here. <laughs> okay, brother. Appreciate it. He is John Murray. And uh, get on over here to the uh, Superbook. Get ready for the action tomorrow night. It is game one of the Stanley Cup Finals. We'll talk more about that in hour number two. We'll also touch a little bit more on the NBA Finals game number two coming your way uh, on Sunday night for that. But like we said, we're looking forward to the Fortress, the opener, game one tomorrow night as the Golden Knights take on the Florida Panthers. More on that. And also, a little Major League Baseball. Marco and I are going to talk about some games that we got circled for tonight. So we'll dive into that and a whole lot more on this fabulous Friday at the Sportsbook, the Superbook, here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Mm-hmm.